listening to the Influencer Girl Lifestyle Podcast with Monica Woodhams. Influencer Girl Lifestyle is all about connecting you with top entrepreneurs, influencers, and celebrities who are sharing their secrets to living the influencer life behind the Instagram filters. So get ready to learn the ins and outs about influence, some girl talk, from dating to shopping for Gucci belts, and of course, the all-too-frequent debate over mimosas versus Bloody Marys at brunch. Here's your host and go-to for all things influencer lifestyle, Monica Woodhams. Hey, y'all. I'm here today with Emily Roberts. She's the founder of Lipstick Fever, a New York, London-based fashion, beauty, and lifestyle blog. Lipstick Fever focuses on lifestyle trends, bold beauty, and lifestyle. It empowers women to take style and beauty risks with confidence. So welcome, Emily. Excited to have you here. Hi. I'm so excited to chat today. Yeah. So where are you at right now? Are you in London? So I'm not. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> all over the place. So I'm back in the States for okay. four weeks. I'm actually oh, nice. really excited to be back. But yes, no, I'm currently based in London, which I'm sure we will get to. But I'm back for a month, basically a mix of like weddings that I have to go to um, with my husband and then seeing family and friends. So I'm currently at my mom's, my parents' um, house in Rhode Island where I grew up. So I grew up in a beach town called Narragansett. So that's where I am right now. <laughs> amazing, amazing. So let's dive into the this or that first, okay. if you're ready. Yeah, let's do it. Cool. Yoga or bar? Oh, <laughs> that's a tough one. I love both, but I think at the moment I'm going to go with yoga. Okay, me too. I was on a real bar kick for a while and then I just needed a break and I haven't really gone back. <laughs> I hear you. And I'm like, I'm all about, you know, the mindfulness tips. Now I feel like yoga is so good for that. So yes, exactly. Now I, I told my friend that maybe I'd go to yoga with her tonight. And I'm like, no, I probably have to because we've had this conversation. <laughs> Wine or champagne? Oh my God. These are such good ones. Um, I know. I like to challenge you. <laughs> I'm on a champagne kick lately, especially with like wedding season. I feel like it's easy to drink. So I'm going to go. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I was at a bar the other day and this guy sat next to me and I had ordered um, champagne and he was like, do you usually do that? And I was like, yeah, why not? I love it. I love it. Why not? No shame. Exactly. Uh, Instagram posts or stories. Oh, I love stories. I feel like you can show a lot more of your personality, little tidbits from your day. So I'm going to go with stories. I love that. What are your thoughts on IGTV? IGTV, it's great. I think especially too, if like you might be late to the YouTube game like me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So so I really appreciate IGTV because my following is on Instagram. So I feel like any videos that I do produce, I can throw on IGTV and YouTube. I know that my following, my audience is going to see it. Um, So I'm having fun with it. I'm I'm eager to see sort of where Instagram, Facebook takes it, but Mm -hmm. um, sort of trying to embrace it at the moment. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Trying to figure that out because I'm really bored with my feed. Mm-hmm. I would be lying if I said that I post consistently on Instagram right now when it comes to my feed because I'm just so bored with it. It's like the same thing. So I'm excited that something new is being introduced, but I'm also like, I'm too tired to figure out how to do IGT. 
<laughs> yeah, I know. I hear you. I feel so old. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but I totally get it. And honestly, I had a lot of friends of mine, bloggers that had trouble even just like implementing it and like creating your channel. It's yeah. so, you know, sort of like you should sort of know how to set it up right away, but it was actually more complicated, I think. Right. Yeah. So yeah, excited to see where it's going to go. And we can definitely dive into that. I'd love to like talk about, you know, the future of blogging with you. So we can dive down. But more importantly, mimosa or Bloody Mary? Mimosa. I'm on that champagne kick. Carbonation yeah. in my life right now. <laughs> yes. Mimosas for me though, sometimes they'll put me to sleep. Like it, they're a little dangerous in that sense. Like a Bloody Mary, I know that I will be fully alert during brunch, but there's something, yeah. if I'm really tired, that mimosa will just be like yeah. takeout or cooking. Cooking all the way. If I can, if I have the time, definitely cooking. I feel like with the weekends too, it's kind of usually like a free for all for me from like Thursday through the weekend. So yeah. if I'm home during the week, it's definitely cooking. What do you love to cook? Lately, I'm on like a salmon stir fry kick and cauliflower crust pizza. I'm like all about that. My husband really likes it too. So, so those are kind of my go-tos lately. Love that. Are you making the pizza from scratch? Yes. Um, Oh, look at you. No, is it easy? No, it's not. (laughs) I will tell you right now. Somebody just asked on my Insta stories, like for the recipe and I, and I put it up and I had a few people like DM me about it. And, and they ask the same exact question. And I'm like, it's actually really annoying to me. So <laughs> make sure you have like some extra time. You know what it is? Okay. Cauliflower yeah. is very moist. So you right out the water and then make the crust and then bake the crust. So there was like a lot of steps involved. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. That's important to know before going into it. <laughs> this is not a quick, like, you know, make after work kind of meal. So Right. Got it. Okay. And then the last one is leather jacket or denim jacket. Most people that follow me will know leather jacket all the way. I'm like, I feel like that was sort of like part of the foundation of my, my brand was like leather jacket, red lipstick, sunglasses, none. But I do love a good jean jacket, especially in the spring, summer. So they're making the jean jacket is making quite the comeback. Oh my God. It's like, and you can wear it all year. Yes. Wear it. It's so true. It's yeah. so true. I'm I'm on the hunt for an oversized one that like ah. is kind of like would be like the same length of like shorts. Kind of. Yes. Yes. I have an oversized one from Lovers and Friends. And oh, then- I've okay. Yeah, Lovers and Friends. I yeah. saw one by them. Yeah. And then like buy it two, three sizes too big. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Oh, love it. Okay. So let's dive into your blog and, you know, what you've been able to turn it into. So let's take it back to when this was just an idea. So where were you at? What was going on? Why did you know that this needed to be out there? Um, Good question. Yeah. So this is going back three years ago. I was living in New York City and I was working full-time in digital media, specifically um, in the ad tech industry. So I was working in media in client-facing roles. I was always in like account management or sales, but I was in ad tech. So you can imagine it wasn't super, super creative. And I had always had a passion for fashion and styling, like all of through high school and college Um, And I always loved beauty and like lifestyle hacks. So three years ago, um, Instagram was still, it was early on, but there were definitely 
bloggers on the scene and they were doing their thing. And I, I followed a bunch of them. So I just decided to launch my brand and my blog as really just like a side hobby. I had no idea what it would become. It was really for fun. And I launched my website, my Instagram at the same time, just to kind of like see what would happen and to start just sharing like even just like recipes and like beauty tips and stuff like that. So that's sort of how it all started for me. I love that. I love that it came from a place of just wanting to use this as like your creative outlet instead of like right now, it's becoming such a space of like, that seems like a cool job, you know? I know, I know it is. It's, it's certainly changing so much. And I feel like I get reached out to a lot by like students um, that are like in fashion school and mm-hmm. this is like part of their curriculum. It's like they're right. yeah. learning about bloggers. They're being encouraged to maybe like start a personal brand, like mm-hmm. which I get, but I completely hear you. It's like when I grow up, I want to be a blogger. It's like so different now. So yeah, much. exactly. Which is really interesting. And it's interesting to a lot of people talk about how it's saturated because everyone is, you know, trying to be the next influencer. But my perspective on it is that, yes, there's a lot of people doing it, but there's not a lot of people staying in it long term. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, maybe someone starts an Instagram account and they post for three months and then they'll never do it again because they realize it's like a hundred hour week job, really. <laughs> yeah, so, true. so what's your perspective on like how you really committed to really seeing this through instead of, you know, being like, oh, this is a lot of work. Yeah. That's a really good question. I think for me, I really needed that creative outlet so badly because Mm -hmm. of my work situation. And I wasn't sure if I wanted to work in fashion full time or what it was. So as I moved along with my blog and then I started like working with brands a year or a a year and change more, once I started seeing how that was playing out, I feel like I almost like couldn't be stopped. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I was totally, yeah. You know, my free time was like taken up by that. But since I enjoyed it, it didn't feel like, you know, work. So, so yeah. And I think just like drive and motivation, like as a, as a kid in like high school and college, I was like always pretty competitive. So I kind of feel like that also was just like a driver for me. Like I saw other bloggers like absolutely crushing it and growing and, I think there's like a little bit of that too. That's a part yeah. of that for me. Yeah. Yeah. So I can really relate to your story because my corporate background was I was an assistant buyer in fashion. So like, yes, it was in fashion, but also as a buyer, you are on Excel spreadsheet all day. Like Absolutely. you can make your buys without even looking at the piece of clothes because yeah. it's all based on past history, right? So for me, it was my creative outlet as well. And people would ask like, how are you staying up till 2am blogging every night? And I was just like, because it's just like, feels like it's what I enjoy. Like, I love it that much that I'm willing to stay up till 2am. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can completely relate to that. And it's like, you know, when you went to bed at night, like you might have like ideas and you were just constantly mm-hmm. thinking about it. Like when I woke up in the morning. So I was like, I, I, yeah, I, I can totally relate to that. You kind of, it's sort of just that passion piece there. Yeah. Do you feel like that is necessary to be successful as a blogger? 
or it can, it is now like any other job where like you don't totally have to be passionate about it. You can just go through the motions. I I think there needs to be like a big passion piece to it. I mean, it's not easy. I think that like, and I'm sure you can attest to this too, like we all make it look easy because we curate, yeah. but there is so much that goes into it. So I feel like if you don't have, if you don't have that, that other sort of like passion behind it, like what's going to keep you going every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I think it's extremely necessary. And then it like shows off in your content too. Like people will know um, right. whether it's chronic or you're excited about something. So yeah, I think it's so necessary. Yeah. What has been a way that you've really like connected with your audience and really made them feel like they're a part of your blog as well? Like they're like, it's like almost like you're kind of like co-creating together in a way. Yeah, no, totally. I will respond to, if I can, every single comment. I think it's so important. Obviously, if somebody asks me a question, I will, I will respond. But even if people are just engaging, like I want to have a conversation, I want them to know that I see them engaging and like I want to bring additional like value and, and more like dope content to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then two, like every DM I get, I respond to every single one. And I know it's hard. Like we, mm-hmm. we definitely, you know, you get a lot of like inquiries too. And like, you know, brands reaching out and stuff like that. But I respond to everybody. And I, again, I just want to make them feel like they are following me for a reason that I'm going to get back to them if they like need something. And then I think stories has been really cool with that. So like trying to utilize the questions tool more. I don't even think I've used it yet in in the best way. Like right now you can leave it open-ended, but like you can also ask specific questions and like get your audience take on things. So I think that'll be like a really powerful tool as well. Yeah. I think with Instagram, I think there's this love-hate relationship where like, I, at least for me, sometimes I wish like, you know, I could go back to Twitter and then like have conversations with people via Twitter. But I think Instagram, like they keep rolling out ways that we can change how we actually have a conversation on Instagram instead of it being one-sided because I think yeah, at least yeah. that's for me why my feed got so boring because it felt so one-sided mm-hmm. and I, I just missed that like conversation piece so you're right leveraging those things like um, the questions that's a great way to keep the conversation flowing yeah, absolutely what would you say has been something that you really saw move the dial when it came to growing your blog. So like when it went from being just a hobby to like, okay, this is like, this is happening. I think it was earlier on with, and again, it was a lot easier, I think in the earlier days Mm -hmm. of Instagram to grow. But I think what helped like move the needle earlier was like street style looks that I would put together on Instagram. They were getting regrammed by like, I don't know if you remember like OTD magazine. Yes. Oh my gosh. They were like a huge account. And back earlier, they, when they would regram somebody, you saw a huge uptick in followers. Um, Right. Or even like if a brand would tag you, you would like get this like huge pick. That doesn't happen anymore. Does it? Absolutely. And like, 
I think between that and then like to know it. And I mean, like to know Mm -hmm. it's still a monster. And like, I encourage everyone to utilize their platform. I just think that they too have helped a lot with my growth all the way through. And then with my recent move to London too, like they have a Europe account. So Mm -hmm. starting to see more engaged, you know, European users and like girls in the UK um, engaging with my content. So I think just like exposure through some of those channels was super helpful, especially early on. But yeah, I'm sure, I mean, and now it's, it's, it's super difficult to grow and to get new followers. So what advice do you have for someone who, and let's say this is someone who really takes their time to create really good content. They're in it for the long haul, but they're newer. So what advice do you have for her? One of my biggest tips is like collaborate. Mm -hmm. So collaborate with other bloggers, collaborate with brands, even if it's not like a paid opportunity, you know, if it's early on brands that you love, like collaborate, do like giveaways with them, offer other ways that you can work together. Yeah. Uh, I think collaboration is so key. I think that, and then like, like we were just talking about consistency, Mm -hmm. you know, you, you need to post, you know, every day, every other day and it's a grind, but I think that it's worth it. And like over time it will, it will shine through. So I think I would say those two things. I love that. I think the collaboration piece is so, so important. And, you know, the longer that I'm working from home, for example, the more valuable it is to have these friendships and just like know other people who like get what you're doing and want to meet up with you like at 2 p.m. on a Thursday. (laughs) Cause like we can't just like be behind our computers all day. I learned that the hard way. I got so burnt out. I realized that the reason why like I was having such writer's block was because I was behind my computer 24/7. I wasn't living anymore. Yeah, I'm I'm so with you. Do you work from home now or do you like do like a co-working space or something? So, I tried the co-working space thing and I would go like once a week. <laughs> So I get so into my routine that I didn't. And then right now I've been working from home, but my building has like a business center. Mm -hmm. So I'll go down there sometimes. And then there's also a coffee shop attached. So getting out is like so necessary for my inspiration. Yeah. It really is. It really is. Even if it's like just going to a coffee shop, I find like just being around like other energy and stuff is so Mm -hmm. motivating. And yeah, if you can do like a WeWork or something, um, and then you'll like meet other people too through that. Exactly. Yeah. What would you say is like something that has kept you from burnout or have you experienced burnout and had to bounce back from that? I don't know if I've experienced burnout per se, but I've experienced like serious moments of like, I feel so uninspired. Mm -hmm. I hate my feed. I hate like my content lately. I'm, I'm like not feeling right. Like super inspired, not necessarily like burnt out. I think we like all go through those lulls and I I feel like everyone, like other bloggers, I feel like I talk to my friends about this all the time. And you know what? Sometimes it goes along with seasonality. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, like, August can be like slower for some, depending on like how business is in that market, or you're like so sick of like summer fashion or whatever. Right. Yeah. So I definitely experience it. But then I feel like it's a good like kick in the butt to just like think about what you want to do over like the next few months and sort of like get yourself back to it. I mean, it, it ebbs and flows. I don't know if you experienced this too, mm-hmm. but it's like you, it ebbs and flows, like feeling inspired and, and like 
brainstorming new pieces of content that you want to put out there comes in like waves sometimes. Yeah. And I think it's important to remember just like, it's okay for instead of feeling guilty about it. Cause that's what what happened to me is then I would like feel this writer's block and then feel so guilty about it. But sometimes yeah. you just have to take a step back and be like, it's okay. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I feel like too, like lately everyone is freaking out about, you know, Instagram and <laughs> I can't handle it. It's, it's like, if I one more know, person like complains about it, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> I know. And so, and so like, usually my piece of advice is like, take a day away from it. Yeah. It's okay. But then, but then you're like, well, my engagement's going to plummet. Like I can't do that. My impressions are going to go down. But honestly, I think it's okay. Like Mm -hmm. we all survive. Our page is still going to be there. Like, yeah, I I think breaks are very necessary. I try to take Saturdays away from Instagram if I can, like like not to scroll. I don't post Typically, even if it's like for a sponsored post, like there's no need for me to be like posting on a Saturday. And I feel like people are like out and about and stuff. So, mm-hmm. so true. Saturdays off. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Just like chill out, like take a moment to yourself. Yeah. One thing that I tried like two weekends ago is for the weekend. So like I was taking pictures and all that. But then I decided to post like a weekend recap on my stories on Sunday night, instead of like taking the photo, posting to stories and all that. I just did like a little recap and I liked that a lot because it, yeah, it's, you're still like whipping out the camera, but it's, you can be more in the present moment than if you were like on the stories, adding a caption, tagging that whole thing. Yeah, totally. I, I do that too, especially if I'm like going away for a weekend or somewhere else outside of London. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll do the same thing. And I'll just, you know, whipping out your camera to like take a quick video or like take a quick picture. It's no big deal. Right. And then yeah. like you can curate it later and like put yeah. it up. So I'm totally with you. So, okay. Let's talk about London now. So when did you move to London and how did this happen? You're in New York city. Let's break it down. Yeah, totally. Okay. So I have been in London for a year. Um, July marked one year for me. So to back up, I lived in, um, after I graduated college, I lived in Boston for a little bit under a year and then I moved to New York. I was there for six years back to, again, I was working in ad tech, digital media, Mm -hmm. and then I met my now husband in (laughs) New York. So we met the old fashioned way. We met at at a club in New York city. Um, (laughs) <laughs> um, I love it. Wild night met <laughs> and uh, we've been together ever since. So um you can find love in the club. <laughs> An important reminder for everyone. <laughs> so dorky, but throwing that in there. Um, and so we've been together for five years and a little over a year ago, um, we found out um he took a, a role at a new job and we knew that that would put him in London. So we had about a year to sort of prepare for it and kind of get our ducks in a row and stuff like that. We went over to London a couple of times. So it wasn't like, oh, hey, you're moving to London tomorrow. Um, right, right. Like prep time and stuff like that. So so yeah, I moved for his job. Um, we moved over there. And um, and yeah, we've both been there for about a year now. How do you like it? Like it a lot. London's a great city. There's so much going on. I mean, it's a huge creative hub and 
better, better for my husband in a financial hub as well, which is why mm-hmm. I moved. But you know, it's a little bit slower and a little bit less hectic than New York City. And I had done New York for six years. So right. it had a good time of like, we were ready for a change. And the travel that we can do from London is insane. So like under a two hour flight, we can go to Italy, to Spain, um, right. like a two hour train to Paris. So we are loving it, especially for the travel. I don't have one complaint. We're really enjoying it and we won't be there forever. So right now we're just kind of like embracing it. We're both working and, and we're really liking it so far. I love that. How have you seen that really help your content? Has it inspired you to do more travel posts? How has that kind of like, has your blog shifted with the moves? Yeah, it's shifted a lot. I feel like we were just talking about the sort of feeling inspired piece. And I feel like right before I moved to London, um, it was summertime too. So Mm -hmm. I was feeling like a little bit bored with my content and like I needed to spice things up. So I feel like the move did come at a great time, like change of scenery. So, you know, very like London street style posts. That's been a lot of fun for me. And then too, like shooting when I go on my trips, whether it's like a weekend or like a longer holiday, Nick will like help me with my content and I'll just shoot wherever I am really. So it's like people ask me if I'm doing like travel content, quote unquote, but it's like, Mm -hmm. I'm more so just, I'm continuing my blog and I'm shooting wherever I am. So like street style or like might do like more like lifestyle or like beauty hacks or something from like wherever I am. So yeah, it's been, it's been pretty cool. And just like exploring new, new areas to shoot and stuff like that. So I feel like it's definitely helped to like sort of kick it up a notch. And then too, like audience wise, it's like engaging with a whole new audience. Right. Um, Yeah. So engaging with like people that are in the UK and the EU and sort of discovering like this whole new audience. So that's been really fun too. Yeah, that's really cool. What advice do you have for someone who has recently moved and they, you know, like they're meeting people for the first time? Like what's something that really helped you transition to really feel like you, you're not just visiting London, like you are there, you live there. Yeah. Well, I think before I moved, I sort of started like putting feelers out there and like networking and I would just like DM other bloggers. Like I would search like London blogger hashtag and I would just start reaching out to girls before I like moved over there. But to be proactive, doing it in advance. Yes. I like, I literally just forced myself because it's like my network wasn't going to like build itself. You know what I mean? So I like set up as many like coffee meetings as I could on like a couple of the trips I took before my move. And then like once I moved there, it was just, yeah, like reaching out to people all the time. And it's daunting. You kind of have to just put yourself out there and like kind of be fearless about it. Easier Mm -hmm. said than done. But I think just like have fun with it. Like don't put pressure on yourself, but just, just like go have a quick coffee. It's like no big deal. And I've, and it's so funny, like a year later, I have like a bunch of girls that have done the same with me. Like they've reached Mm -hmm. out to me. They saw that I lived in London, that like I'm an American living there and they're doing the exact same thing. They're either like moving for a guy or they're like going Mm -hmm. to school or they're like looking for jobs or whatever. And I'll always like meet them if I can, because I would have done like the same thing for me. So yeah, I love that. I think you're right. Like it's scary, but you just kind of have to rip off the bandaid and do it and it's worth it. And people are happy to meet you. Like everyone, I mean, yeah, you're going to run into the occasional person who's like too cool for school. (laughs) Like in general, especially in the blogging community, I think 
that people really do want to be friends with each other. And that could be the most naive thing that I say. Yeah, no, but it's but true. That's my experience, at least. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. You can relate to each other. And then, too, for like non bloggers, I don't know if any of those are listening, but yeah, <laughs> there are other there are other ways of like meeting people. So, like when I first went over there, I wasn't sure if I was going to blog full time or if I was going to like look for full time jobs. And I remember mm-hmm. meeting this one girl, she had moved from Boston. She was like living in my neighborhood and she met up with me. I had met her like through another friend and we grabbed coffee and she was like, Oh, there's this like women's, this like young women's club or something in like Marleybone or Mayfair or something. You should like totally come to a meeting or something. And like, that wouldn't have been any bloggers. That would have been just right, like, yeah. a, like a group of women. And I think they were all like expats, like Americans that had like moved over and done the same thing. So I feel like with a little bit of like research, and like even checking out like Facebook groups. I feel like there's so many ways, but mm-hmm. it's definitely like you've got to be proactive. That's yeah. Awesome. You can't wait for them to show up at your doorstep. It's like dating. You can't yeah. just wait for a dude to be like, knock on your door and be like the perfect dude. <laughs> like that's not going to happen. <laughs> so I love that. Did you ever see yourself living abroad or was this kind of like a surprise? It was a little bit of a surprise. I mean, I fell in love with... Europe. When I was in high school, I took two trips over to Europe through like programs in school. We had like language classes. I took Italian and like one year of Spanish. And I went on both trips, one to Italy and one to Spain. And then again, in college, I did like a very short trip to Italy for like a business program that I was a part of. And I knew I wanted to get back. Um, Mm -hmm. So I didn't study abroad long term or anything like that. So but yeah. And then like living in New York, it's just not something you think of. You're like, what would, what would even move me there? I guess, right. job, but because I yeah. work startups and like in digital media, the companies that I worked for, they didn't like have offices over there. So it came as a, I guess like a little bit of a surprise. Yes. All worked out, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. And I, I think that's how the best things happen sometimes. Like I just moved to DC in May. I never thought I'd be an East Coast girl. I thought West Coast forever. I went to undergrad on the West Coast. I lived in LA for a few years um, after working in fashion because I was in Dallas for that. But yeah. And then I have fallen in love with this side of the country. I, I never thought that. I would until I randomly was at a vineyard uh, in Virginia with one of my best friends. And she was like, um, why don't you just move to DC for the summer? And I was like, okay, I can do anything for three months. And now I'm just in love with it. Wait, that's amazing. Do you miss the West Coast or not really? Not really. I wow. mean, I feel like I have what I needed from there here because DC is a pretty healthy city. Yeah. There's water. There's, you know, you can go out and go hiking. Like it has everything and the energy here instead of like all aspiring actors. True. <laughs> a little different type of ambition. No offense to all the aspiring actors who are probably not listening. <laughs> But yeah, I just love the energy and I'm so close to New York. So yeah. And so this is actually going to be the first year I go to fashion week just because of the ease of it. Like I really have no excuse because I can just take the train up. Uh, So fun. You're going to have the best time. Yes. I'm excited. But yeah, so it's like, you know, sometimes it's so great to be open-minded to where you might be living instead of just thinking, okay, this is where I'm at. So this is just 
where I'm going to be for forever. Yeah, I think so too. So, okay, let's talk about for a minute the future of blogging because this is one of my favorite topics because the last two years, I guess you could say, a lot of people were putting all their eggs in the Instagram basket, right? But now everyone's so annoyed with Instagram and a lot of people actually stopped paying attention to their actual blog as much. And you're someone who does actively post on your blog um, and does like that content. So for you, do you feel like blogging is now going to make a comeback in a sense? Or what do you think? What's the future here? Yeah, that's such a good question because it's like, I struggle with like what to call myself. Am Am I an influencer? Am I a content creator? Sometimes even throw around the word freelancer because we right. are in many ways. Yeah. Oh, totally. So, <laughs> so I don't necessarily think like blogging, blogging is going to make a comeback in the sense of like our brand's going to want, you know, a blog post for a campaign. Mm-hmm. I, I don't necessarily think that. I think that like we're only going to move more in the direction of social media, of Instagram, of IGTV, mm-hmm. and of whatever platform that comes next. But I was even just like talking to my dad about this, <laughs> being that I'm home this week. Yeah. Um, and, and I just, I think like, you know, media budgets are, are moving t- over to in- influencer marketing. So mm-hmm. I don't see that changing anytime soon. But with that said, I do think there will be other social platforms that are going to come through. I'm not sure if they're going to be like a product from Facebook, Instagram. <laughs> right. I feel like they will be. <laughs> Probably will right. Probably will. I'd be love a- to see something fresh and new, though. I'm not gonna yes. lie. Yes, I'm. I'm with you. But yeah, that's how I feel. I mean, I feel like your website is your portfolio, and I really think it's important. Mm. I, I definitely try to post at least once a month. It's not as frequent as the, at the beginning. I was doing like once a week, no matter what. I would like put a blog post up. Yeah, that has certainly changed, and that's just like you know workload. You kind of need to like allocate your time, but. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that answer was kind of all over the place. Yeah, I don't see it. I, I feel like influencer marketing is is going nowhere in the current moment, but I think it's going to change a ton. So did you see the article on CNN with the fat Jewish talking about influencer marketing by any chance? It came out like two weeks ago. So basically he was saying that influencer marketing is about to be dead and that if you're an influencer and you want to like make a career out of it, that you need to launch a product, which obviously very biased because he has his wine company, right? So, and he's promoting that in the article. So makes sense that he's saying that. Do you feel like that's true? Like for you, like the next step, is that creating a product or is it, you, you know, you can still stay true to the content creation and still go big with that? Yeah, that's a great question. I definitely am looking for that next thing. I mean, my Instagram is my Instagram and it's my my full-time gig right now, mm-hmm. but I I'm like constantly craving more, so like whether that is like a product or like a maybe it's like a beauty line or something mm-hmm. like that or a service. I have like a background in digital media, so like whether that's like consulting or doing something something different in the future or whether it's sort of getting behind some of these like other startups and companies that are like coming into the 
into sort of like the, um, the industry. Like, I don't know exactly what it will be, but I'm definitely thinking towards that next thing. And I, and I get it. Like, it's kind of, you know, it's scary because it is still so new. Mm-hmm. So we don't quite know and it could change really fast. So I think it's super smart to think about like a little bit long-term, not like too long-term. Cause I'm also a believer in keeping an open mind right? with other opportunities that could come your way that you could take advantage of. So I think it's like maybe like a, a balance between the two. Yeah, for sure. I think definitely like, I think the industry's at a place where at least like the established bloggers can start creating like three-year plans, like treating it like a business rather than treating it like a hobby. Because this is something that stems from being in hobby mode, right? It was like our creative outlet. So then like now it's like the time to kind of like start switching those gears and being like, okay, actually I run a company. Like what's next or how can this evolve instead of just, because even like our human nature, if we started blogs, it's probably because we're creative, which means we love evolving. Yeah, absolutely. No, I couldn't agree more. It's like, I think it's super smart to be thinking about that stuff. How has your blog evolved as you have over the last few years? I feel like in so many ways. I mean, at the beginning, I was, as an example, I was posting like, you know, gluten-free cookie recipes, you know, like I was doing, I was sort of doing like lifestyle all over the map. And I think within a year, I was sort of able to get a little bit more strategic about like what my brand was and what I was going to focus on rather than trying to touch upon every single vertical. I sort of got mm-hmm. strategic about focusing on just like fashion and beauty. And now, now three years in exploring a bit more like lifestyle and travel now that I'm in London. So mm-hmm. it's definitely evolved, I think by vertical. And then too, like my style has changed so much. I feel like my style changes even like year over year. I'm like, right. not into, you know, maybe what I was like even a year ago. It's craziness. I think with that, and then just sort of like, thinking about like even the fall and this next year of sort of wanting to like elevate my style and my looks and just like constantly being sort of like forward thinking with, with my style. So Mm -hmm. I think that definitely, you know, it helps to sort of shift your content too. Yeah. I love that. Some people can say like they're scared of evolving because they're scared of like losing their following. But I believe like your core audience I would say like they're along for the ride to evolve with you. Would you say that's true? Yeah, absolutely. And like as much as people like don't necessarily like love change, if you have that like, you know, there's certain like foundations of your brand, I think that you can keep super consistent and then and then the rest you can like have fun with it. And like you want to grow, you want to you want to evolve and bring like new things to the table. You can't mm-hmm. like have your content feel stagnant either. So Right. You're you're so right though because on the other hand I feel like sometimes you know your audience can sort of like pigeonhole you in a way like mm-hmm. certain pictures styles that they want to see or like certain styles of clothes and that kind of thing. So I mean I think at the end of the day you just kind of need to like do you so to speak. Right. Totally. I mean and that's what made the industry what it is is the people who were just you know doing you. And I think to come back to that is so important. Okay, let's transition into the very last two lifestyle questions. And so what was your morning routine like today? Oh, I love this. Um, so my morning routine this morning, even though I'm home in Rhode Island, is very similar to what I would be doing in London. So I like to do 
my workouts in the morning. So this morning I went to the gym with my dad. I did like a quick 45 minute workout. It's so hot and humid. So like, Is it? It's so hot here. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's like cool today in DC. That's oh so strange. <laughs> okay. The humidity is like at an all time high. Oh um, it's like probably in the high eighties. Anyway. So I feel like any workout you do, you're like soaking wet immediately. So <laughs> got my workout in, went to the coffee shop, did iced coffee, like caught up with a friend really quick. And, um, then just back to my house to like, sort of just like get my emails kind of out of the way and that kind of admin stuff. Mm -hmm. And then what is your favorite lifestyle hack? This can be beauty, wellness, fashion, anything. Okay. I love this. I'm going to give you two and they're typically two that I'll do in the morning. One is facial massage. I'm obsessed. And I feel like it helps with like puffiness and like circulation and just like kind of feeling like more refreshed in the morning. So facial massage with like a serum or an oil doesn't really matter. And then two podcasts. I'm obsessed. Yes. (laughs) I'm so excited to be a part of yours today, but but I love listening to podcasts and I try to listen to like business podcasts and like, I love girl boss radio for bloggers. Yeah. Yeah. I love the skinny confidential. Um, I know you've mentioned her too in some of your past podcasts. So yes, I love, I love theirs, the him and her one. And then I loved Tim Ferriss's podcast. Oh yeah. Agree. Yeah. So let's circle back to the facial massage. Cause I'm sure people yes. are like, wait, what? Oh my gosh. Okay, <laughs> so, love it. so let's talk about that. So do you use your hands? Are you using like the Clarisonic massager? Like what are, are you doing the Chris, the Jade roller situation? What are you doing? So I never use a Jade roller, but I'm very intrigued. So I feel like that will be my next step. I also know some people use like an ice roller situation, but I just use my hands. I just will do, I'll like get like a facial oil or a serum. And like, if you just go on, so I just taught myself cause I just, I went on YouTube and I just searched <laughs> it and, yeah. I, and I don't do very long. Like, I don't, I don't think anyone has tons of time to be doing this, but like, <laughs> under if five, you do, let me know, tell me what you do. And I, <laughs> yeah, totally. but I'll do like under five minutes and you just do like basically circular motions, like all over your face. Like you can really do whatever you want, honestly. But um, I like it. I just, it kind of like feels like it wakes me up. I'm like not as fluffy as when I like first woke up. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I feel like, so I just, I'm 28 and I feel like this is the first year where I like feel the things that everyone talks about, like waking up puffy, like yeah. feeling like, oh, is it time for fill? Do I need to get Botox? Yeah. Like this is my first year where I'm really like, oh, so that's why everyone talks about all I'm so with you. I'm like a skincare junkie. So like, I will try anything. Yeah. No, I, I just tried a sample of, um, the Bit Nurse Daughter serum and I was like, okay, this could be like the most hyped up thing in the world. And then I take the sample out and I put it in my hands. I drop the container. So I'm like, there's literally liquid gold on my bathroom floor now because it's oh so expensive. Oh no. <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh God, they're getting me. We can't have nice things. Oh my God. Clearly. But <laughs> I, I did use it and I was like, oh my gosh, my skin is obsessed with this. It was like, it just like soaked it up and it was like, I didn't need to wear makeup the rest of the day. Oh so, yeah. I love that. Like when you found like a good one. Yeah. So now that now I need a $200 serum budget, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so it's fine. Totally. But anyway, 
Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. This was such a fun conversation. Of course. I had so much fun too. Thank you for Yeah. Where can everyone find you? So on Instagram at the lipstick fever and then my blog's lipstickfever.com. Very easy. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Nice chatting with you. Thanks for listening to the Influencer Girl Lifestyle. Love this episode? Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. For show notes and free resources on living out your influencer lifestyle, head over to monicawoodhams.com forward slash podcast. 